You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, welcome everybody to episode 34. We got a pretty good episode, very short. We talk a little bit about college baseball, some uh, interesting stories that Jay has from the internet, like always, and then we dive a little bit into the draft because we know that's coming up. Jay, of course, forgot his charger for his computer, so he cut out early, so we had to end the episode early. But I hope you enjoy what we have. Let's get into it. Hello, come right in. Rock, flag, and eagle. So we're going to start out this episode talking a little bit about college baseball. We'll do our best, right? Uh, it is not an easy sport to keep up with since they never really televise anything. But you know what? If I was able to give rundowns of college hockey, I don't see any reason that we can't successfully keep up with some college baseball. Yeah, at least, I mean, I know your coverage of college hockey is just kind of uh, recapping the scores. Yeah, well, it's superior to most. But yeah, it's mostly just recaps of things that I've looked up and I'd watch like one game. And that's about so, it. So similarly, we'll kind of just recap every single score that's happened this season. Does that sound good? Yeah, and I also only ever watch like one game because I'll go to a UT game here in Austin. And that's about as far as my knowledge goes. Yeah, so your point about um, you're, uh, tele- televising the games is actually a little bit incorrect. You just have to search for it. So if you just watch ESPN, uh, watch ESPN, you know, that's... That'll, they've got plenty of college baseball games. That seems like a lot of work. It is. It actually is a little bit, especially if you don't have great internet service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know your Houston Cougars aren't doing too hot, right, in baseball? Uh, actually, no, they, they're doing decent. They just swept Wichita State over the weekend. So that was That's big. Huge. Yeah, that was huge. Right, and then they just played UT last night, which I was at. And it was just embarrassing. 
I mean, third inning, second inning, I believe. Uh, it's three to nothing, Houston. No hits yet for Texas. Just looks like you know what they should be doing, and all of a sudden they walk in. They walk bases loaded. I think within the third inning they walked in four runners. Yeah. Uh, next inning they walk in. Sound, like, yeah, that, that that sounds like a college game so far. Yeah, they walk in like five. Regardless, by the top of the sixth inning it was three to nine, and they only Texas only had two hits. That's not yeah, that's not a recipe for success. I don't think. No, it usually doesn't end up that way. Houston ended up scoring one more run, so they had four runs, four earned runs. Um, they ended up with more hits than Texas. It ended up being nine to four Texas. They had more hits, you know. They earned all their runs, but the pitching staff was—I mean, it was embarrassing. At one point, I yelled at the coach just to let me in because, I mean, at least the guys would be swinging at my stuff. Maybe, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, just granny toss it down the middle and let them rip it because then maybe at least we'll get somebody out instead of just walking every single batter. Yeah, so Houston's Houston's sitting at twenty five and sixteen. Uh, they're, I mean, bar, barring a late season undefeated stretch, I don't think they're going to be in the tournament. We'll see. They are playing ECU this weekend, so if they can figure out their pitching, then maybe they can at least take two of the three in that series, and that would that would turn things around. If you win the conference, though, doesn't that put you in kind of like basketball? Yeah, it is an automatic bid. So, um, so that's really the only shot. Yeah, I think there's still a chance. I'm not completely like counting them out yet because they've shown some some life, I guess, by sweeping Wichita State. It gave me some hope. And, you know, earning those four runs on Texas and other than them just walking the shit out of the Longhorns, I, I think they have potential to make it. But uh, I would say out of the past like four or five years, this is the worst I've ever seen. And college baseball is a very RPI-heavy uh, sport uh, in terms of letting the teams in the tournament. Houston's sitting at 83 in the RPI. Right. If they would have had that win against Texas, that would have really helped for their RPI. Yeah, but one win, uh, it wouldn't help them that much in terms of RPI. Well, if they sweep ECU, that would help. Yeah, that'd knock them up like 10, 10 points. But yeah. it really, it's 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 a very uphill battle. Um, we've seen teams in the 20s in RPI not make it, like the... The, the, the committee is very strict on who they let in. Yeah, I mean, well, if we're talking American, we can talk about SMU baseball. Okay, oh, yeah? that was it. That was talking SMU baseball because they don't have a team. I was about to say, I, I, I'm not super up to date on SMU baseball. Yeah. How about Delaware State? They don't have a team, so it's it's ends at that. Um, Ole Miss and Mississippi State played in their their uh, annual Governor's Cup game against... I was just... Yeah, I was uh, going to bring that in, up. What's up? Uh, you're losing to un, unranked teams now? Yeah, that's what happens when you play a conference foe midweek, which just doesn't make any sense at all. I've never quite understood this whole game because it doesn't count towards or against your conference uh, standings. Hmm. It's just this weird game that that people want played. It's, it's kind of like a little round-robin tournament. Um, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Southern Miss all play each other. Which is it's kind of cool, but when you're in the same conference as one of uh, two teams in the same conference, they're going to play each other three times already. I don't know why they have to play another time midweek when you're throwing, you know, some freshman 
and all it's going to do is potentially hurt your RPI and not count towards or against your SEC schedule uh, standings. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I don't understand it. I I know Ole Miss is doing well this season. You know, they're doing what they should. They're winning pretty much other than Vanderbilt. They've won, I think, all of the series, right? Except for Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. Yep. Yeah. Well, have y'all had a series against Mississippi State? Yeah, I lost lost two of the three. All the all the losses for Ole Miss have been very late late inning uh, losses. Yeah, yeah, and you know the Vanderbilt one was tough, but taking two or three with Arkansas was really big. Two or three and Georgia. with A and was big. Yeah, and then obviously the most recent one was Georgia. So, I you're doing everything you should against the best teams, so you can't really knock them for for losing a couple here and there. Yeah, and Mississippi State's looking like. A way better team than they were earlier in the year so hopefully that that loss um doesn't come back and bite them although sitting at 23 and 19 well i mean i knew that they had the issue with you know lack of coaching but the talent was there so they were still a dangerous team yeah the team that won the sec last year yeah so i mean the talent was there it was just the coaching that was questionable so you know if they'll make the tournament i don't know but they're definitely still a dangerous team to have to play yeah, it's really looking like Florida, not only the best team in the SEC, but probably the best in the country, just the most well-rounded. Um, it seems like every every college team has some glaring weakness. Like you can point, maybe it's it's the bottom of the order for one team or the back end of the bullpen, but it really looks like Florida is just well-rounded as they can be, uh, especially coming off of a national championship last year. Hey, NC State's looking really good. NC State is looking very good. It's kind of surprising because they're one of those teams where it has just a glaring weakness. They're, they cannot figure out a third starter. Um, really, they've only got the, the first starter. I, I can't think of his name. Um, but even like the second starter has kind of been uh, just pick and place. And then the, the third, the Sunday starter, has just been up and down all season. They haven't really figured out a, a steady hand there. And then the lineup has been you know above average, but it's just kind of like they've been gutting out wins um, against very good teams. So you think in like, Later on, postseason in a series, they might not do as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, their bullpen's nothing, you know, amazing. And once you get into the the tournament schedule, where you're kind of playing the long game, you need some depth, not only for starting pitching, but you need some bullpen arms too. Um, so it's yeah, it's a team that I think is set up for weekend series. You know, they can they can win two of three because they've got two dominant starters. But when it comes to playing, you know, five games in a week, that's right. a completely different animal where you're, you're facing top talent every single day, every single game. That'll be interesting to see them in a regional then because they'll probably host a regional, I imagine. I don't see them not hosting a regional Certainly, yeah. They're, they're almost a lock for a national seed. It, it would take, I think, quite a bit to go wrong for them not to host uh, a super regional, you know, assuming that they win their regional. I was just going to say, they, I mean, they could lose their regional. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm just saying, when, when we talk national seeds, it's kind of like, we're assuming that they win the regional. Obviously, a lot of times it doesn't. That's an assumption. But, no, I'm saying, just for the sake of, of discussion, you're, you're saying they're a national seed. You call them a national seed because it's the assumption that they They, that they should win the regional. Just um, if everything goes, yeah, it goes packed. Another big game was Arkansas versus Texas Tech. Yeah, that was huge. I, I love that they're scheduling that. Yeah, um, that was awesome because those are two powerhouse things, things are scheduled years in advance. But it's 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 good to see that they um, they panned out and both top five teams or I don't know what the rankings had them, but top five RPI teams. It's awesome right. to see those matchups. Like when they scheduled that, who would have thought? 
You know, by 2018, Arkansas would be, I mean, at least one of the best teams in the SEC and the country, and Texas Tech would be the best team in the conference. Well, I think they've both been strong for for quite a while now. Yeah, that's... obviously Arkansas is one of the most consistent teams, and then Texas Tech recently has had quite a long stretch. Yeah, I'd say in the past, like what four years, Tech has all of a sudden become like a baseball school. Yeah, really. Yeah, they they made Omaha like two of the last four years. I want to say. Yeah, that kind of came out of nowhere. I don't ever remember Tech being like a baseball powerhouse. No, um, their coach. Why can't I think of his name? He's done quite a good job and he's his alma mater is texas tech so it's looking like he's probably going to stay there and obviously if, if he didn't leave for texas like it, it sounds like he's kind of found his his position in lubbock yeah i mean baseball is definitely one of those schools that i was i was talking to some houston and some longhorn people last night at the game about okay if you're a top recruit in baseball in the state of texas and you get an offer from ut and houston where are you going you know, assuming you're going to start on both teams, where would you go? Texas. Obviously. You know, even Houston fans have to admit that. At least the realistic ones. And so, but it's like baseball is one of those one of those uh, sports. It's like Houston Baptist can put together a great team. And not only do they have to compete with everybody else in the state of Texas, but they also have to compete with Houston and Rice in their own city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that it's just, coach, it's a weird, say. yeah, it's a weird sport where it's like, doesn't matter where you are, if you're in the middle of a heavily recruited territory, you can still put together a great team. Yeah, and that's that's one of the things I like about it. As you see, as you see teams like Coastal Carolina come out and win a national championship that they just built year after year after year, and finally everything kind of lined up. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, they have to recruit against like South Carolina, like some other good baseball schools. Clemson, yeah. Yep, yeah. Um, but that goes back to my point with Texas Tech is we've never known them to be a baseball school and they're in a heavily recruited state. They're out in Lubbock, which sucks. Like, I don't know how you recruit kids to go to Lubbock, but somehow, you know, even in a state like Texas, they can put together an amazing team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's awesome, um, especially out in the middle of nowhere. I'm, I'm still not sure how they recruit. It's kind of like. I understand why UTEP is so bad because you have to convince kids to go to El Paso, but I mean, how much worse is El Paso than Lubbock? I agree. Uh, El Paso is <laughs> probably a lot better than Lubbock. Yeah, it's bigger, so there's more stuff to do. I mean, Lubbock just—I uh, won't get back into this. We've already discussed this, but um, yeah, so good for them though, and really good for Arkansas for beating Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. That was a huge win. Yeah, unfortunately, the game today got canceled due to some inclement weather, so we will not see the the second part of that that uh, midweek series. But I'm sure both teams probably appreciate that, get their their arms ready for the actual what actual matters. Right. In the conference games. Right back in conference on the weekend. That's that's tough playing a, a Wednesday game after a Tuesday game when you're ha- going to be having to throw some of your most important arms. Um, when you have to get ready for a weekend series two days later, that's got to be rough. So we all know, you know, the SEC is always good at baseball. The Big 12 always has some top schools in baseball. The PAC, you know, always has one or two, like Oregon State and Stanford. Who, it, who is good in the Big 10 or has ever been good? I know Indiana right now is ranked. Indiana is like the only one that can put it consistent. You know, team on the field. I'd say. I mean, why? Is I, don't, the, I don't know why. We. I mean, we got to figure this out. Why is the Big Ten so bad at baseball? 
Well, it's weather. Yeah? No one wants to go play north, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, <laughs> I know it's a abnormally cold spring up north, but you look at the weather right now, try convincing a recruit from Florida or Texas to go up to Iowa and play in that weather. Yeah, I mean, if you have the choice, you're going to want to play in the south just because there's so many schools down here that you're going to have way better weather for a good part of the season. Well, and that's, I think, another reason why schools like Coastal and Southern Miss can consistently put together good baseball schools or good baseball teams, even though they're small schools, you know, compete in small conferences. But I think it's just the weather has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, Southern Miss, warm. And who doesn't want to go live in in Myrtle for four years? Uh, me. <laughs> well, if you're from, like, Iowa or Chicago or something, I'm sure your parents push you towards that because they want to visit you in Myrtle Beach. Do you have anything else you want to talk about uh, in term- in baseball? Nope. All right, we can move on to... Yeah, yeah. let's move on. I know your battery's dying because, like an idiot, you forgot to get your charger. So if Jay randomly cuts out of this episode, it's just going to have to be a short-ass episode because nobody wants to hear me talk to myself. You can just pretend you're me and then talk to yourself. Okay, I'll try that. If you get knocked out, I'm just going to keep it going and try to talk like you. Uh, yeah, uh, statistics. Ugh. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, you said you had a few stories. Well, I can't find the uh, the rice. Okay, I'm just going to basically say this um, with no... I can't find the story, so maybe someone just made this up. <laughs> um, rice and Florida Atlantic tied in one of their games in this past weekend, in their weekend series. Um, and obviously, a tie in baseball is very unlikely. Uh, it doesn't happen very often. But it can happen in college baseball because they have a curfew rule. So, obviously, Whoa. when you're traveling across, across country... You know, Florida Atlantic was playing in Houston, um, and these are student athletes, quote unquote. So they have to get back to school by Monday um, at a reasonable time on Sunday night, so they can get get up because they always have morning classes. You know, so NCAA puts these bylaws in, um, which is why all the Sunday games are early. Um, if they ever do double headers on Sundays, it's seven inning games because they can't go past a certain point on Sunday, especially if they're traveling across country like Florida Atlantic was. So I just looked it up. It was Rice, Middle Tennessee State. No, that's from a couple years ago. No, it was Rice, Middle Tennessee State. I'm telling you. And then they played Florida Atlantic next. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy. But at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. 
Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Tie, 5-5. Five to five. It was their owl record first tie since 1958. Well, you know, a few days later, they did tie Florida Night. I kind of pissed that you uh interrupted my story because it's not mtsu oh my god they did tie florida atlantic a few days later they had two ties yeah so do you mind if i get back to my story well i think i just made your story a lot better by mentioning the other tie but yeah go on okay um which is yeah it is crazy in its own in its own right uh so apparently what happened uh florida atlantic got or maybe it's rice fuck i'm messing this all up i think it was florida atlantic they got pissed off at this curfew rule and they were on the verge of getting defeated. And so what they did was they realized that they were up against some time crunch. At a certain point, the, the umps were going to call the game and they were going to get on their way. So what? <laughs> so the Florida Atlantic coach instructed his pitcher just to pick off the guy at first over and over and over for um, four minutes what? Until, until the umps called the game because he knew that he only had four minutes and he wasn't trying to give up you know, a walk-off hit to, to lose the game. So... It was tied six to six, and he threw pickoffs for four minutes. <laughs> oh, that is weak, man! Uninterrupted until until they just called the game a tie. That's the worst move I've ever heard. Be a man. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not trying to lose this. Oh my would god! Would you, if you're the, if you're the rice coach, obviously you got to be just livid, you know? But would you just send the runner and then like make them actually make a move? Like, would you just sit there and watch that for four minutes, realizing what was about to happen? I don't know because then if you send a runner, I don't know how many outs there were, but assuming there was, you know, like two outs, you can't really do that because then they have a chance to go up to bat. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's the last thing you want. So right. I guess I mean then you, you give up that opportunity. It, right? that's, yeah. That's so. one of the that's one of the natures about baseball is that there's no time limit. Well, um, in this case, until, I guess technically there baseball, was, yeah. but yeah, that's um, that's just a really cowardice move. Yeah. But, I mean, can you blame him? Yes, I can. No respect. No respect. Get the out. Get up to bat. Hurry up and get up to bat and try to win the game. And if it ends in a tie while you're at bat trying to win, then that's just the nature of it. But don't play this game where you, you're you too scared to even play so you just stall. I mean, that's just weak. I mean, we're in the, we're in the scoreboard business. You got to you gotta get to the tournament, and that's that's your career depends on it. So... Yeah, well, I think a, a win. Matter of a tie would, and a loss. I think a win would look a lot better. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. I, we have four minutes. That's probably not even enough time to get the out and then get back up to bat it. And they'd probably do the same thing. I'm sure Rice would do the same thing if they got back up. Yeah, I mean, they lost. They already lost uh, two of those games in the series. That was the third game in the series. So I guess he was like, I just don't want to get swept. But that's got to be embarrassing for the players, right? If you're a player, you're like, come on, coach. Like, I, I honestly think we can win. I guess, but you got to think they're they're away. So even if they came back up and well, I guess if they got the run, they would have called it and they would have won. Yeah, I don't know, four minutes or whatever it was. You know what? I just said that they lost. Rice lost the first two, so that's even worse. I mean, I think Florida Atlantic, you won the first two. What do you? What's 
what's it gonna hurt? Try to go for the sweep, and if you take a loss, you pretty much took a loss with a tie. You didn't sweep the series, so it's like, who cares at that point? Yeah, I don't know. I see where he's coming from, you know. This is your career kind of depends on every win that you get. Um, so, interesting. It's an interesting situation. Kind of maybe something that your college baseball needs to look at. Well, it's really interesting that Rice, uh, the last game of MTSU, so two games in a week three games before that they uh they also had a tie i mean that's, that's just that is crazy that's wild okay what are the stories you have um yeah before we get into nfl draft stuff do you see what arkansas women's tennis kind of on a similar note just kind of uh working around the rules well you know i'm a huge women's tennis fan in college so i'd be surprised if i haven't heard the story but why don't you tell it i'll continue i'll continue it was a couple days ago uh apparently in and in, in women's tennis I don't know if same with men's tennis in college, you have to have a uh, 500 record or above to be eligible for the tournament for at least getting selected to the tournament. Um, Arkansas women's tennis was 10 and 16 on going into the last day of the season. So you know what they did? They scheduled six games against Tennessee state in one day just to, you know, get six quick wins and get eligible for the <laughs> tournament. What is that? How is that allowed? It. I mean, I guess you can just schedule teams last minute, which Women's is exactly tennis. what nobody did. really cares. Nobody's paying attention. So they they ended up winning all. Uh, they they went four four zero four zero four zero four zero four zero four three. The very last game was four three. Oh. Uh, so Tennessee State really tried to keep them out. Although I'm sure if they lost that, they'd just schedule another one like right there. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, we brought you here for a reason. Like, we're, we're going to make it out of here with a 500 record. So, wait, not Middle Tennessee State? Tennessee State? Tennessee State. I yeah. didn't even know this a thing. Apparently, they're not very good at women's tennis. That's all I know about Tennessee State. No. Yeah, no, they got they got swept on each of the matches except for the last one. Yeah, by a team that how was would under you feel? How would you feel as a player having to play from 8 a.m. to past 8 p.m.? I mean, if I was Arkansas, I'd feel great because I would be like, wow, we're going to scam our way into the tournament. If I was Tennessee State, I'd be like, coach, why'd you even schedule this? This is bullshit. Yeah, they better be getting paid a whole bunch. The players get paid? No, like Tennessee State Athletics. Oh, I was like, well, uh, women's tennis, that should be where we start payment for players. <laughs> exactly. Let's start it. Yeah, I don't know why else they would schedule six matches just to get a team in the tournament. He's got to have maybe some close ties with the coach or... Yeah, it's got to be some kind of financial. It has incentive. to be because that's just I don't know who would have accepted that. Yeah, no, I agree. So those are two two quick stories that were kind of caught my eye. That was kind of funny this week. Interesting. Uh, you want to go into the draft before your battery dies? Yeah, might as well. I mean, we got the draft tomorrow. Starts tomorrow. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm on ESPN looking at their mock draft. Did Yikes. you want to like look at one, or do you just want me to go through this real quick and? And say what you think. No, go ahead. I, I kind of just want to talk about like some strategies, I guess. And certain players, yeah. Because um, I, you know, I haven't done like in-depth breakdowns of of the play style of Bradley Chubb, although I did watch him all season. Right. <laughs> okay. So, Patrick. I mean, who do you think the Browns are going to take? That's that's what I want to talk about. Right. Okay. So there you go. The number one pick. Who do you think the Browns are going to take? Do they have Darnold going to? The they do. This one has Darnold going there, which makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Honestly, I would not take a quarterback one. I mean, I 
wouldn't either. And I feel sorry for every single... I wish they would take Baker Mayfield because I already don't like him. But I feel sorry for any quarterback that has to go there. No, if <laughs> no, I, I I do like Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think he's going to be successful. Uh, although I don't think he's going to be successful if he goes to the Browns, especially not one. Right. I think if you're the Browns, you have to take the safest pick, which is probably Darnold. Um, you cannot take like let's. If you look back through the the quarterbacks that they've taken, I really can't name one that is actually like one of those surefire. This guy's going to be successful in the league. We give him a, a bad rep for having a, an unsuccessful history in drafting quarterbacks. But if you, I mean, if you just look through them, the, none of them were really sure fired. Yeah. I mean, even going into it, everybody was like, Johnny Mandel is the riskiest draft Exactly. Pick. You don't want to make another risky pick. Right. Just, let's be safe on this one. And if he doesn't work out, then no one can blame us because everybody agreed that this guy was the guy. Yeah. If, if you're taking a quarterback, would, would you not just want to take the best pick possible though i would yeah take the best player some might say that's saquon barkley i don't think because you have to you have to factor in value here um a running back's probably not the most valuable pick so you probably just go like a defensive player maybe an offensive lineman well it's so it says on the fourth pick that they're gonna take chubb bradley chubb yeah which is a good pick i don't think he's worth a first pick though i do i no, i love him so much but i can't like I'm comparing him to, to Mario Williams when he was back at NC State, and it just seems different. So I mean, would it be absurd to take uh, Quentin Nelson in the first pick? That's probably not a bad. Now I think now we're we're starting to, to talk realistic. Because I don't I don't understand why a team wouldn't want the best offensive lineman in the first pick. Yeah. I've always thought that's the most valuable player to get. Exactly. You want to build the offensive line because that's going to be the guy who makes whatever quarterback you take look good. I always used to say that for the Texans when they were trying to, you know, rebuild the program a few years ago. I always said, let's just, instead of trying to get these, like, new quarterbacks, let's just get an offensive lineman. Even when they got clowny, I was like, we already have a great defense. Why aren't you focusing yeah. on offensive line, which is clearly the weakness, because everybody can get to the quarterback. So, I mean, I I think whoever gets Quentin Nelson is going to be, I mean, that's a huge pickup. Yeah. So, where do they, what does the mock draft have uh, Quentin Nelson going? Yeah, they have him at the sixth overall pick for the Colts. That's yeah, that would be awesome for the Colts. They've yeah, needed help, offensive line for so long. Right, help protect Luck a little bit. I mean that yeah, that would be huge. That's one of their main weaknesses. So oh yeah, well they have fuck, they have so many weaknesses. Right. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. So I mean that would be great for them if they can get them. I don't. Where do they have? What's the mock draft have uh, Saquon Barkley going? Two to the Giants. Interesting. So that means Rosen's going to the where? So they actually have shit. I'm scrolling, man. Josh uh, Rosen. Rosen eleven to the Dolphins. What? Yeah. I feel like Rosen to the Giants is like that's perfect. You haven't. I thought so too. Eli for a year. I know. I thought everybody just assumed he would be going to the Giants. They also have Josh Allen to the Bills at twelve. Yikes. Uh, Josh Allen is definitely one of those picks where it's like this could play out or it could be a big bust. Yeah, I don't want Josh Allen start for my for my team year one. Right, exactly. He's definitely not a guy you want year one as the starter. You want him as the backup for at least a year or two, learning. You know, he he's the type of guy. It's almost like he'd be great for like the Patriots or something, right? Yeah, he can he can uh, back up a great 
quarterback and learn how to be great. Because I think he could, he has the potential to be great if he learns well, how he's, to. He's, yeah, he's got the physical tools. Uh, we'll see about the accuracy. That's that's been the big the big uh, thing against him is right. And know, that's how thing many I great think quarterbacks you can teach, though. Great. He's he's physically built for, to be a good quarterback. So there is some evidence to show though that accuracy is uh, is kind of built in you rather than learned. Interesting. Um, so it, I don't. Uh, it depends on if you subscribe to that evidence. I don't know. Um, does it say uh, who does it say the Patriots are going to get? Because that's who I'm kind of interested in is to see if they go quarterback. The Patriots says they are going to get Harold Landry, defensive end or outside okay, linebacker. So not not Lamar Jackson. No, um, Lamar Jackson they have at the 15th pick to the Cardinals. Hmm. This yeah. Is a lot. Yeah, I mean, but Lamar Jackson is like the most physically talented, um, at least quarterback in this draft. Athletic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I meant. Physically talented. Like, the guy's just a freak athlete. Oh, yeah. I mean, in terms of running and. Right, right, right. Yeah, he's a freak a athlete. Yards. I mean, he can. You know. I know, I know all the talk about his accuracy, but. My eyes did not lie when I watched him play NC State and just overthrew every single receiver by about 15 yards. And I know there is a difference watching on TV compared to watching um, in in the stands. And I what I saw that day was I would not want that quarterback. Interesting. So you are anti Lamar Jackson draft. Yeah, and people are gonna call me racist for that, but I'll take the uh, I'll take the the heat. <laughs> that would be a hot take. Look, I watched Ryan Finley all year, and that dude, he's coming back for his fifth senior year. Uh, but that, I'd rather him have him than than Lamar Jackson. Okay, and who do you think the best quarterback to take in this draft is? I still love Darnold. I mean, I know he threw a ton of picks, but um, I think he's super smart um, and, and can make the, the right reads. <laughs> yeah, he's he's big. He's a big yep. boy. I still think, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm still going to go with Quentin Nelson as my favorite pick just because I love good offensive linemen. Yeah, I can see it. Uh, so do you think you don't think the, the Browns should take quarterback one? No, I don't. I don't. I'm against pretty much any team that's in need of something urgent to take a quarterback at one, unless it's a freak that can start year one and take over a franchise. Then sure, do it. Yeah, but like other, we, other, we saw we saw that work with, with Andrew Luck and the Colts for a couple years, but recently it hasn't worked out. Yeah, I still think, uh, I mean, <laughs> hindsight, but I think Deshaun Watson might have been able to if he wouldn't have got injured. Yeah, I mean, the the jury's still out on that one. Yep, I think, I mean, this, this year's going to be super interesting because, you know, the Texans, I think, are stacked. Um, so if Deshaun Watson can come out healthy and do well, then we'll see, but yeah, I'm just I'm I'm usually against a team in need to take a quarterback right away. I think they need to use their draft picks to help build up the rest of the team. And also, I just I just don't have faith in the Browns taking a quarterback that high. Uh, it's we it's never I think we we give them <laughs> too much unjustified crap for taking the wrong quarterback. I don't think, or I mean, uh, for wait, what am I trying to say? I just. I think that their system is not set up. I don't know if it's the coaching, if it's the front office, what is it? But we always look at like, look at all these success stories around the Browns. Why didn't the Browns just take Derek Carr? Why didn't they take Deshaun Watson? It's like, 
if they drafted them, they would have probably been just as unsuccessful right. as the quarterback that they took. It's not the it's not that they are missing on this talent. It's that the talent that they're getting is put in bad situations. Yeah, they're young guys expected to do a lot their first year. You know, they've never even played an NFL game before, and they're surrounded by a shitty team. <laughs> yeah, so it's like they're, they're not going to be set up for success. Right. That's and why I think they. Yeah. The Browns have always have so many first round draft picks and second round draft picks. They just need to build the team around them. Right. Use those picks to get really good talents that they can keep on that team and build the team like an offensive line. By the way, my computer back. says zero zero percent. I don't know if that's a good thing um, or a bad thing that it's still alive. That's usually not a good thing. It says one minute remaining, so we'll see. Okay, so you just want to call it here. <laughs> you can make your last point, but I'll, I'll probably be gone. Okay, uh, I, that was my point. Awesome. What's maybe we can record part two tomorrow or something? Yeah, maybe. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll try to get into part two, but we'll definitely do a recap of the draft. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's that's a good idea. Cause, well, no, I'm gonna be in Oxford this weekend. Yeah, I'm gonna be in Talladega this weekend. Yikes. Maybe I'll call from the road or something. Yeah, well, I'll have to as well because I'll be in Talladega like a, like a real American. All right, well, I'm checking out because I, I think I've survived longer than I was supposed <laughs> All right. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.